Hi everyone. Um, welcome back again to our tech talk. Today we are um, joined by a, a security expert with us today. Um, we are going to be talking about security testing. Cybersecurity is a very important topic. Cybersecurity is very important. I actually have people that I personally know who has been attacked um, online and uh, been their um, identities, uh, identity, been victim of identity theft, etc. So. Uh, cybersecurity is very important. And how do we ensure security in our online space? Through security testing. So it is a very important space, um, very important topic to talk about and know about. Whether you are uh, directly involved in security testing, whether you are in an IT team or not, uh, even if you're just completely away from all of it, you should still have the knowledge, have the foundational understanding so you can sort of navigate the online world. Uh, here with us today, we have Mani. He has uh, many, many years of experience working for a lot of renowned companies and looking after the cybersecurity and security testing space. And he's gained valuable insights into the industry as well as the techniques, tips and tricks and necessary knowledge which would give us the understanding and guidance on how to navigate within this space. Um, uh, thank you, Mani, for joining us. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Renat. Um, it's, it's wonderful joining you guys uh, for this tech talk. So, yeah, uh, I have been in, in cybersecurity for the past, uh, I can say, nine to ten years. You know, I, I finished my college in 2012. I, I, I have been working on this area from my college days, I can say, because my interest into security got uh, into, into you know, real uh, experience from, from, my, from my college days. So uh, the first experience I had was uh, hacking into few music websites to download wow. some songs. So yeah, that's, that was my first experience of hacking uh, into some websites and gaining some benefits without paying something. So uh, when it comes to my professional experience, I started my career with Tata Consultancy Services. Where, uh, I was trained into programming languages, which, which is very important to uh, know when it comes to security so with a, so uh, usually uh, anyone who wants to learn security uh, they cannot learn security directly they have to learn the technology first and then they have to go and learn the security aspects of the technology so uh, learning technology was helped by my first company so it, it really gave me good insights into programming uh, once once i have a basic idea of programming in Java, PHP, and .NET, I looked at various security aspects of uh, these technologies. So uh, I, I worked in TCS for three and a half years, where my primary role is is to secure the customers of uh, data consultancy services. They are spread across the globe. So I've been working with different customers across Australia, UK, Europe, and US. Um, after my career with TCS, I joined into a pure play cybersecurity company called Palladium Networks, where I have been working with them for around eight months. I have been working in Middle East for for my entire duration, and I got an opportunity to work on a few hats with, with major banks in Middle East. So, I, and then I moved out of uh, uh, 
Collidian and then I joined with Verizon for a while. Uh, my, my primary role is to secure uh, uh, the internal applications of Verizon and as well as uh, secure uh, cyberspace of a uh, few of the customers of Verizon. Um, so uh, since I was interested in cyber, uh, open source security as well, so I wanted to move and work for uh, open source company. So I got an opportunity to work at Hartenworks, now Cloudera, where I got an opportunity to work in some of the uh, very key open source projects such as Apache Hadoop, Apache Ranger, Apache NiFi. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I have found some vulnerabilities in some of these products as well, uh, so which actually you know, added value to my profile in terms of uh, uh, finding and contributing to open source community. Uh, as well as uh, uh, I, I'm a part-time bug bounty hunter as well. So currently I'm among the top three in Australia and uh, wow. HackerOne. So uh, I work for various private uh, bug bounty programs since because of the terms and conditions, I cannot really name them. So I can tell some of the companies which I contribute, uh, which is public. For example, Upserve, uh, a platform that's used to uh, manage hotels, restaurant bookings. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's, that's actually really interesting, Money. I mean, it, you said, is it bug bounty? Is, is it like bounty hunting, like we see in the movies? Yeah, like yeah, really yeah. <laughs> exciting yes. stuff. <laughs> so your 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 work could you you could make a movie out of what you do like bounty hunting that's that's what we see like um like really um uh, you know like uh, like you know thriller movies etc so and you're top three in Australia that's that's amazing yeah yeah so yeah so I was not contributing well for this entire so yeah I have been moved to three so probably yeah I become lazy yeah. Yeah, I think uh, um, I had an opportunity to work with uh, money in TCS or Tactical Sentency Services. And uh, during our, uh, I mean, work assignments there, we got to work together uh, with our client, uh, TalkTalk. And their money, I identified actually a lot of vulnerabilities. And some of my interest in security also comes from working with money. Um, and he has been... Um, I would say a key inspiration for me to pursue learning about security and the various aspects. So uh, I invited Money to uh, come and present uh, this to talk with us today is because I know the breadth of his experience. So he just doesn't work for companies. He security testing is a hobby for him, is a passion. So he works on the side for HackerOne, one of the biggest uh, bug bounty programs in the world. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, th I think money has made a good money from all that, uh, finding vulnerabilities. <laughs> so uh, money, I mean, uh, thank you. Thank you so much again for uh, joining us on this talk and uh, talking to us today about this very important subject. But let's start from the beginning. Why is security so important and why do why are companies willing to pay so much for testing their software, network, application, whatever? Yeah, um, thanks so much. Uh, so 
uh, we have been uh, uh, using internet for everything nowadays, and uh, and especially during uh, the uh, the past eight to ten months, once once the corona have started affecting the entire world, we have been doing all the transactions mostly via online. Even uh, if we wanted to work from home, we have to connect uh, uh, to to the network of our company via VPN software. So if, if the if the software uh, that you use in the computer system is going to have a vulnerability which allows any attacker or uh, any malicious intruder to access or allow allow any malicious intruder or uh, hacker to access your system, then it is going to be a nightmare for the company that you work for. So uh, countries like UK, US, uh, Australia, they 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 usually penalize companies which don't follow strict cyber laws. As, as we see, uh, uh, most of our transactions are online. It is very important to have a secure application, secure network, you know, to build the confidence and trust of users who are uh, using our company products. Let, let's say Amazon. So if, if we say Amazon has been hacked, all the customer details have been leaked, what are the transactions that have been made within Amazon have been hacked, and what are the car details or, or account numbers that have been used to make a transaction have been leaked. So don't think any customer who is going to buy a product via uh, online is going to use Amazon for for any of his transactions. It's, it's, it's really going to be annoying for him. It's going to be very scary for him whether to give his car details before buying anything through Amazon. So it is really very important to build a trust uh, uh, with the user. The trust can be built only if Amazon or any any company who hosts any software or provides any service to its customers uh, is trustable. Uh, so I think security testing should be one one of the priority area that any any company should employ uh, uh, before rolling out their product to to the public. That's actually quite interesting, money. Because I was I was actually thinking I'm I'm a you know very um, um, passionate Amazon shopper, <laughs> and um, yeah, I I I I order from Amazon quite frequently and. Um, I was just thinking that a lot of the a lot of the other um, places there, you know, every time you make a payment, you have to enter your card details again, at, at least to the last three digit of your of the security code. Yeah. But on Amazon, yeah. you don't even you don't even do that. You just press that one click buy now, and then it's just it's just yeah. finalized and ordered. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. there has to be that level of trust from the customer that you know I don't need to see anything else. I want this and forget about card details. I trust you to yeah. keep all of my card details and just go ahead with the purchase. That is very interesting for for any e-commerce business or you know many other online based business to th sort of thrive yeah. with building yeah. that trust. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Without trust, it's it's not possible for Amazon to grow bigger and bigger as well. So if 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 they are going to lose trust at any point in time, so the number of customers they are going to lose is going to be huge, and the share market value that is going to go you know, drastically reduce as well. So yeah, you cannot yes. be a trillion dollar company if, if they are not <laughs> caring about the security of their product. So yeah, that's the reason Amazon spends a huge amount of money in security. So they, they are also one among, uh, uh, no, uh, among, among uh, the programs that, that is being hosted by HackerOne as well. Okay, so, so I mean, 
it's it's interesting because uh, security and trust they are like hand in hand it's like securing our borders of a country so uh, a a country has a army they secure the border and uh, some and people like you uh, who are experts in security they secure the borders of the application so that it can't be penetrated from outside world the people who are working outside the company they cannot enter the uh, boundary so you ensure that okay uh, no intruder enters the application for any organization and uh, and uh, exploit it so uh, so when we talk about security of course uh, one way to ensure security is by developing a secure code and developing secure websites but then how do you actually test that it is secure how do you test and what is actually security testing in in that world because a lot of people uh, they they hear about penetration testing security testing and other things and hacking um, or or the bug bounty so what is actually the whole process of testing yeah uh when it comes to security uh, uh, most of the organizations have started uh, performing security testing you know i can say security review from 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 uh, the design phase of the application so everyone started uh, moving from you know uh, right to shift left approach from the time you start the design process and and the time you start writing the code and then once you do the unit test and once 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 all your uh, components are working fine you employ someone from the security team to do the security testing so security testing is one aspect to prevent the intruder from getting into the application and steal the data from the application uh there are many aspects that is involved within security of the application example once you start writing the code it is very important to do a code review to identify vulnerabilities that are being introduced by the developers in the code because uh, uh, you know once once the code is deployed to to oh, to the production or, or to the tester or uat and then when you employ a security tester to find vulnerabilities within the application the security tester will come up with a report of hundred vulnerabilities in your application and when you go back to the developer and say okay these are the list of vulnerabilities that are exploitable and you have to fix it then the developer has to redo the entire work whatever that he has done for the past two months so it's going to cost them the time as well as money for the company so in order to avoid this it is very important to include security code review in in the process of writing the code Uh, it it tells us to identify the vulnerabilities in the code at a very earlier stage once the vulnerabilities have been identified it will make sure that the developer adheres to the best practices that he has to follow in order to mitigate or not to introduce those vulnerable code into the application once uh, 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 we a part of uh, you know code review is completed and once you know some of the code is secure uh, and once the application is stable and and functionally working it can be pushed to uh, a security testing phase where uh, your application security consultant or you no know, is a penetration testing consultant can 
actually access the application and try finding the vulnerabilities in the application. There are several tools that are available in the market to do application security core review and as well as uh, to do penetration testing of the application. But one thing the tool does not do is it will not think in the aspect of a human and try to find vulnerabilities within the core or within the application. So here comes the uh, you know uh, the the value of uh, security consultants who has a skill to look into the application code in the aspect of an attacker and find vulnerabilities in the code and trace it back to where the actual attack may come from. Similarly, in terms of uh, security testing as well. Uh, it's very difficult to fi find vulnerabilities uh, which which cannot be found out uh, without the help of human brain or human intervention. Uh, I can give a classic example for this. So uh, let's say we have a, a application. You know, when, when, when we log into any application like uh, Amazon or when we log into Gmail or when we log into Microsoft uh, Outlook, we will be giving our email address and then the password and then there will be an additional text box where we have to enter the characters that is displayed which we call it as captcha in order to prevent yes. automated attacks so when we employ uh, automated tools to uh, do a security testing of this particular page it's very difficult for an automated tool to understand what is the character, it cannot read it. So the main purpose of using CAPTCHA is to not allow any automated bots or automated tools to brute force the login page. So in that case, we will not be able to use any of the tool in order to test the login page of an application. So it's very important for a security consultant uh, to to test this page you know, without, without human brain, human knowledge, it is not possible to check this aspect of, of an application. Uh, I can give you an, another instance as well. Let's say we have an application, uh, internal banking application, where we can log into our internal banking account and then look at the balance of our account. Let's say I log into my account and if I can look into the balance of someone else, wow, <laughs> log yeah. into my account and then I look into the balance of, uh, um, Steve Jobs or yeah, Steve Jobs <laughs> no more, but yeah, 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 Bill Gates or someone, yeah. Uh, so it's it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if this information is going to get leaked into the internet, then it's going to uh, actually, uh, you know, um, make the company uh, lose the trust among its customers. Yes. So uh, this cannot be tested using an automated tool as well, because these are some cognitive thinking that has to come from a human brain. So it, it, it will come from from an experienced security consultant who can actually think about various aspects and attack vectors uh, that is possible in an application. Yes, it's uh, it's very interesting actually, because um, yeah, as you mentioned, like um, there are bots who are you know uh, at work to to break the security, but who is really behind them? A, a human hacker is is the person who designed those bots to do something. So, 
we need to, I mean, and it's, you know, the bots are doing what the human hacker is trying to achieve, you know, whatever their deceptive uh, objective is. And, you know, to tackle that, we need to have the, you know, the contextual understanding. And that can come from the, you know, the from a human judgment. That's why you need a, a security consultant who is experienced in this kind of things. Very interesting. So, I mean, um, we, you know, you've mentioned software and application, but isn't, is there an aspect of hardware? Uh, you know, do you have to test hardware as well? Because, you know, if I, for example, have access to a router and if I, if I just connect it, you know, physically, would that give me yeah, an advantage? Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, so any hardware now, you know, it can be used only with the help of a API or a software. So, um, you know, anything that is plugged into the network, it's going to have an interface to speak with. So the interface is going to be a, a driver, uh, which, which is going to be useful to interact with the human and, 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 the, and the device. So it's very important to test the interface that actually communicates with the uh, with the human and the and, and the actual hardware, uh, there are many attacks that that have been uh, identified in the past, as well as uh, you know that have been keep on uh, that have been you know identified, and there are some vulnerabilities which are not even known to to the to to the, to the people and and to the vendors who sell these hardwares. Uh, you know, we call them as zero-day vulnerabilities. So. Uh, it's it's very important to test those interfaces for vulnerabilities as well as it's very important to test how the hardware reacts for a certain type of inputs that are being passed through the interfaces because it's it's we will not be able to reach the interface without without the interface that is used to interact uh, with the human. Okay, so it's like uh, when we connect to the internet, we have a router and the router itself has an IP address, so we can actually uh, go to the IP address of the router and then uh, in our browser and then interact with its interface, like change the router password yeah. or the change the Wi-Fi yeah. password, as they say, yeah. and change yeah. the different settings. Yeah. Okay, so that is yeah. interesting. So you have an interface yeah. to talk to the hardware. You cannot, actually humans cannot talk to the hardware directly. So you need some kind of software to talk to the hardware. So that's fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, um, you have talked about zero day vulnerabilities. I think that is quite interesting because uh, zero day, what does actually zero day mean? Why is it not one day or two day? Why is it zero day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I keep getting this question from many people always. So, so why why it is called a zero day vulnerability is because, so, uh, let's say, uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we know Cisco, Cisco, uh, Microsoft, uh, uh, Windows 10, Windows 7, uh, Windows Server 2012, 2016. So if I find any vulnerability in any of its software, for example, I'm finding a, a remote code execution vulnerability in Cisco routers in a particular model. So when I find this vulnerability, you know, we you will know there are more than 1 million or you know, 1 billion routers that have been already in the internet uh, of that type uh, uh, where the traffic is actually flowing through. So in that case, any anyone who has access to any of these routers can actually exploit the vulnerabilities that have been identified. So at that point in time, Cisco does not have a patch for that particular vulnerability. So that's the reason we call them as zero-day vulnerabilities. 
so uh, you know uh, we, we have been uh, 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 affected by uh, ransomware attacks in the past so uh, many of them have been uh, because of zero day vulnerabilities from microsoft uh, so yeah it, it's very important for a researcher security researcher who to to be responsible you know if he identifies any of any such vulnerabilities in any of uh, it's any of the software components which are being widely used across the globe uh, to not to disclose the vulnerability details while in the internet rather than just contact the vendor and then tell them about the vulnerability and get them fixed and get 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 all the systems that is in the internet to be patched interesting interesting i mean this is this is fascinating so a vulnerability without a patch is a zero day vulnerability because it can be exploited by anyone and the company uh, product that has the vulnerability it can't be fixed so people will get exploited so i yeah. i remember the nhs uh, hack where there was a lot of ransomware yeah. was that a part of a zero day vulnerability getting exploited or was it just a simple ransomware um i can say it's partially a zero day vulnerability as well because when there was a uh, a vulnerability found within microsoft services one of the microsoft server services so uh, microsoft didn't have a patch for that vulnerability so uh, as well as, as i said it's very important for a researcher to disclose a vulnerability uh, confident uh, confidentially to 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 the vendor and get it fixed before you know letting know about the vulnerability to uh to the uh, to the world in in the internet so yeah i think uh, because of uh, malicious intent of uh, few uh, intent of few of the researchers so uh, you know we have been seeing many zero day vulnerabilities that have been widely put into the internet and which allows anyone who want to um, misuse this vulnerability to uh, to uh, to perform ransomware attacks or to exploit or destroy our business or yeah to access data of innocent people or to access card data of innocent victims yeah it's it's very important to uh, to to have a patch and you know to disclose a vulnerability to to the to 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 the company of you know as soon as he identifies it without let you know without without actually putting it into the internet i i believe in uh, such hack in uh, such hack is uh, uh, actually a combination of zero day and and, and uh, uh, you know where in uh, such actually didn't pass the vulnerability uh, even after the patch has been released by microsoft yeah, when whenever zero day is discovered it is very important for for the company's infra structure team to keep looking into you know into the pattern that has been targeted within the company's network so it's very important to have a, a consolidated picture of how the company's network looks consolidate a picture of how each and every system that is getting connected to the company's network looks so, because without that structure it's very Uh, uh it's 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 very it's it's not possible at all to find where the attack is actually coming from right actually this is um, well i don't know if it's, if it's exactly related but one of the things i've experienced is a lot of the time the it have sort of flagged up some sort of issue whether it's security or operational whatever issue but the overall consolidation of 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 the whole system that is very important and that is usually done or decided or sort of funded or 
um, sort of enabled in one way or another by the business. And the business has to have this, you know, insight or at least the basic understanding of how the whole thing is working and why, you know, installing that patch is very important, um, you know, for the overall security of the whole system. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the communication gap or the sort of the understanding gap uh, between business and IT, I think, is, um, is one of the key reasons. And uh, that's, that's partly why we, we are doing this. So we can sort of, um, you know, have, yeah. have non-tech people understand that tech is not actually that difficult uh, or, or too yeah. complicated. It can be understood by, uh, you know, the basic idea can be actually easy to understand. And then, you yeah. know, you have some sort of guidance to go with. Yeah. Yeah, when I started my career in 2012 with TCL, I see there are huge companies like, you know, uh, Walmart. You know, they didn't even have a single security testing team, or even you know, let's let's say TalkTalk. Talk. Uh, so I was the first person to come as a security consultant and work for them. So they didn't have a security team. Uh, yeah. So it's it's actually very important for the business to understand security is not a uh, additional cost that you have to spend, and, and it is very essential to to you know to spend for their business. Uh, up, up and running so yeah yes yes absolutely so i mean uh, we talked about uh, the security aspect um, and we talked about exploiting vulnerabilities but are there any tools uh, that you can use to exploit these vulnerabilities or even to identify them and when you say testing uh, do you actually use some tools to test software like code analysis or exploiting or any other type of yeah. hacking yeah so uh, when it comes to secure core analysis there are open source tools as well and there are uh, uh, paid tools as well some of the tools that i can say which can be used to analyze the code are fortify style core analyzer check marks vera code so these tools actually help us to identify vulnerabilities within the software component that we write and and develop uh, uh, this is being employed by any of the company which which actually wants to do a code review for their application to identify vulnerabilities at a very early stage. So uh, when it comes to security testing, we can use uh, uh, tools like, you know, we usually call it as dynamic application security testing. We can use tools like uh, WebInspect. Again, it is uh, it was part of HP. Uh, and we can use AppScan, which, which is used to scan the application through its own inbuilt spider and own inbuilt engine, which have a lot of attack vectors, which, which will actually pass as an input to the application to identify different type of vulnerabilities. You know, we usually call them as WASP top 10. And, and uh, when it comes to manual security testing, so we have been talking, these tools will not help us to identify or give us 100% coverage on whatever the vulnerabilities that have been introduced by the developer. Uh, so uh, we use a popular tool called as Burp Proxy, so which is actually used to intercept the request that is flowing between the browser and the and the server. So we you know what, what does is it actually gives uh, us to understand what is the request that is being sent from 
the browser to the server. For example, I open up my internet banking account page so that I put my credentials, username, password, and the captcha. When I click login, I just want to see to which page this credential is being transferred from my browser. So I can use a proxy server like Burp proxy to intercept the request to see what is being sent from my browser and where it is being sent. Right. So okay. This is so one of the interesting tools. Yeah. Okay. Just, just it, 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 what's the name? Burp proxy. B U R P. Yeah. Yeah, yes, correct. B U R P P R O X Y. Okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. Most a lot of the terms you said are uh, quite interesting. Yeah. Name Bob, and then you mentioned Spider, and I think Wasp and as well. Oh, wasp, yes, yeah, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting names. Um, so Bob Proxy. I mean, I, I've come across this um, when I was working with Amit. Obviously, he's do he was doing interception testing or security testing of um, in 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 the project we were working on, and I thought it was really yeah. feature rich. Like, you have yeah. a lot of things you can do in there, and um, yeah. it is yeah. quite interesting. So. Um, I mean, what what are the like? I mean, you can basically intercept any data with with proxy. I mean, would it not get flagged as a as a like a security vulnerability itself because it's intercepting the data that's going in and out? I mean, do, would would the endpoints not detect that data is being you know intercepted by this third party application? Uh, no, uh, 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 the the server, you know, for example, the the company which which holds the internet banking site will not uh, come to know that someone is actually intercepting and sending this data through. You know, for, instead of sending the data from the browser, they are sending it from 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 this tool. So it it is not possible to find it uh, because all these happens in the application layer. For for example, you know, it does not. Uh, intercept the data that is being sent in the network layer. For example, if you tap into the middle of the network and if you connect your system in, in the middle of your network and if you try to use work proxy, it is not going to work. So how it works is you no, know, we have uh, uh, we have been using, uh, you know, in, during our colleges, we used to use proxy servers. So in order to use proxy servers, we have to go to our browser settings and then go to network proxy within our browser in order, in order to use the proxy in order to access some of the sites which are not allowed to access by 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 oh. our college campuses, right? So um, <laughs> similarly, we put, we give the uh, IP address, I mean, internal IP address for Burp, which actually runs in a uh, private IP address. We give the private IP address of Burp that it is running in our browser proxy settings so that whatever the traffic that is being sent from the browser, it will go through a, a proxy. For example, if let's say we have we 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 have hundred systems connected to our network, I mean, if 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 the employee who is working in the company is having a malicious intent to see what is the traffic that is going from all the hundred systems, so if, if he configures or if he updates all of uh, the hundred system browsers to Burp proxies or uh, IP address and the port number where Burp proxy is listening, then all the traffic is going to go via from uh, the user hundred user browsers to the Burp proxy. So but anyone who is actually accessing the Burp proxy can see the data what is being sent. Wow. Okay, but isn't it is the data not 
encrypted so if it is encrypted then how would how would you make anything out of the data you see because it's all going to be gibberish right no uh, that is what i was saying so we are not going to do this in and the network layer we are going to do it in in the application layer so oh wow. uh, anything that we are interacting is in the application layer so for example you know how our company monitors what an employee is doing or what what uh, 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 what what are the sites that are being accessed by an employee how much time he has spent on, on a particular website it's it's all because of a proxy server so burp is similar to that proxy server it it is similar to uh, uh, the proxy server that is being used by the companies to find uh, how much time an employee has spent on a particular website or how, how what are the websites you know I, i can put it in right way what are the websites that are being accessed by a particular employee you know from a system so it's 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 all possible because of the proxy servers you know even you know if you look into your browser if you work for a corporate company so the your your browser will have a proxy that have been configured in your uh, browser setting it's it's just to monitor and see what is being accessed from your system just to prevent, is- you know the data being leaked from your system to to the outside world yeah I'm not saying I'm going to do it but so can I use a proxy to to intercept people's people's data so I can use it to hack as well can I Yes yes as a security tester I I use bo proxy to intercept the traffic that is flowing from my browser to the server in order to identify the vulnerabilities in the application which I wanted to you know secure it So uh, it can be used in the other way as well you can just <laughs> configure bo proxy in your system and get access to all of your friends or employees computer uh, access bo proxy add the certificate of bo proxy in their browser and configure the ip address of bo proxies and yeah what are the, wow, the data is... that is going to be passed or what are the application they are going to access what are the websites they are going to access is going to get recorded in your bo proxy that wow. is running your machine Yeah. This is this is fascinating and at the same time quite dangerous to know as well that how yeah. um I mean I'm not saying it's easy because obviously you have to have that particular skill set to be able to do what you want to do and there is I'm sure there's many measures taken place you know is in place to prevent that but still I mean you know it's it's um you know fascinating to know like you know it it's not actually too difficult to penetrate into a security system there are softwares that are designed to protect you but you can easily just turn them around and um use for malicious malicious objectives so uh, we, yeah that's that's exactly why as you mentioned a security consultant is very important to have so they can sort of you know anticipate or use their human judgment to to think of the ways you know a company or anything can have some any kind of vulnerability yeah yeah i think uh, yeah. Uh, with bur proxy uh, i started using bur proxy uh, in talk talk and uh, money had actually intercepted a lot of requests which are going from the uh, browser from the talk talk website to the outside world and then he tried to manipulate those requests and see how the server responds So basically the whole idea of burp proxy is intercept a request see what the request is sending and try to manipulate it try to modify it and yeah. see whether the server responds if the server responds to your malicious 
code or modification then it means the code is uh, e either either your application is sending a code which should not be sent or the server is not able to handle uh, should not be handling such request and it is still handling it so you can you can understand whether the problem is with the application or with the server side processing and similarly you can intercept a response from a server and see how the application interprets that response you can modify it and see whether the application crashes whether the application uh, whether you get uh, admin privileges in, inside an application etc so it is it is a very powerful tool and but there are i think uh, uh, money correct me if i'm wrong but there are other tools so there is you mentioned about source code analysis and you mentioned about proxy tools are there any other tools for penetration or say security testing are there any frameworks are there any database where you can actually go find vulnerabilities if is because a lot of times we hear that there are yeah. these young kids who who hack into nasa or uh, some government website How, where do they get their knowledge and skills or even exploit the vulnerabilities so uh, w one of the main aspects that uh, we actually you know i i actually missed to tell is uh, uh, the open source projects that have been used by almost uh, uh, almost uh, in in all the big companies to build their softwares for example if we want to build a website we use uh, for example right. for example if we want to build a website you know, we use java and when it comes to java we use java as actually open source project and and we use projects like hibernate spring strats etc so we have been sharing about uh, uh, equifax hack in 2018 17 as well so uh, all this is possible because of uh, the vulnerability that is found in uh, uh, this framework uh, in, in 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 any of these open source frameworks such as strats uh, hibernate uh, spring uh, .net, etc so uh, once a vulnerability have been found out in any of these frameworks so it's very easy to uh, exploit it so uh, as as a security researcher let's say i have found a vulnerability in struts so uh, once once i have found that vulnerability i'll try to exploit that vulnerability so if i have a successful exploit i can actually release that exploit in the internet so that's what i was saying uh, it is very important for a security researcher to release the exploit responsibility responsibly to 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 in the internet before uh, it, it is it, it is not good to release the exploit uh, immediately in the internet rather than just giving a lead time to the community to fix the vulnerabilities and give the community and the corporates to fix or patch the vulnerabilities that are being found in these frameworks so uh, traditionally, uh, there are many tools like exploit EB where you can uh, actually go and find a vulnerability uh, exploit for for a particular a framework or a software. Let's say Microsoft Windows Server 2012. We can just go and find a exploit in. In any in, in, in exploit DB, or we can use Metasploit framework, which actually uses exploit DB as 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 uh, a database to uh, fetch all the exploits and uh, and have it and have it in a single place. So uh, these these frameworks are going to help uh, uh, you know scripties or who just want to exploit a particular vulnerability or who just want to find out if if a particular system is vulnerable to a particular type of vulnerability. Uh, so open source scanning has to be included 
uh, as a part of the project as well, which I actually missed to tell uh, you know, when we spoke about code analysis uh, in, in the beginning. So yeah, uh, I, th- I think uh, uh, this, this would have answered your question a bit. But yeah, I mean, for that, um, I mean, you still need a, a lot of skills for it, right? I mean, for anyone to do that, they have to first stop watching Netflix and then go into the open source project and learn all the code and all the IT stuff. Because that's, that's not everyone, everyone, not everyone does that. For example, me, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so lazy. I'm, I'm just procrastinating yeah. all the time. So no, it's 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 not uh, too difficult. I mean, I, I I mean you you need to have a little skill of uh, no, of, of, uh, you know you know you just need to know how to Google as well, how to Google, uh, how to use Google as a hacking tool in order to uh, get into any of the application. For example, that, sorry, just <laughs> that actually reminds me. Amit actually have a, a a video uploaded on YouTube on how to use Google. Yeah. We know, all yeah. think that we, we can use Google, but there is so many powerful ways of making a lot of you yeah. know, return yeah. out of Google. I mean, yeah. uh, that, yeah. that is a very informational video. Um, I'll, I'll say yeah. the listeners yeah. to check that out as well. Sorry, go on, Mani. Yeah, similar to that, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Google is actually a very powerful tool and it actually uh, helps the attacker to target a particular uh, website to find all of these. If you see many of the major hacks, let's say Equifax or even TalkTalk, the, the attack actually originated from Google. So, ah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> can you can you talk about the TalkTalk uh, attack? Like, how, how, because I know it was a teenager who actually... Uh, got inside the servers, but uh, yeah, how did they actually manage to get inside? Yeah, so TalkTalk having having this vulnerable page from you know from the time it has actually acquired a company. I don't exactly remember the name, uh, which it acquired in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Uh, so this this was actually their business website, which included the part of uh, uh, the 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 company which company's website which which have been acquired by TalkTalk in 2007 or 8. So what happened was this page was nowhere linked uh, uh, in TalkTalk website. I think the link have been removed uh, maybe before uh, three or four years, uh, but uh, the pages have not been removed from the server. You know, basically Google, when it visits a particular page, it, it will just go to the robots.txt file or it will just go to the site link and then it crawls the entire website and then it keeps the database of that entire website. So I think Google has uh, actually crawled the entire application of TalkTalk and wh- when the link was actually established between the website which was acquired, uh, which are, which was, uh, I mean, the company which was acquired and, and its website which have been added as part of TalkTalk business site. So th- when the link was uh, enabled, so uh, Google managed to crawl that particular link and keep it in its database. So since the link has been enabled and, and, and Google has been able to store the link in its database, it will not once again go and you know, look for the site link and then it is it is going to crawl each and every page. It is just going to ping that link and see if, if that link is working. If that link is working, it's just going to hold that link in its database. So, uh, 
I think TokTok made a mistake of uh, not removing the pages, but just by removing the link, they thought, okay, they have removed the website. So <laughs> Google uh, actually cast the malicious page uh, in its database, and this allowed uh, any attacker to gather information about a particular website to reach to a link which is actually vulnerable to SQL injection. So the attackers have been able to access the malicious link and once after accessing the malicious link, you know, it's very simple to find if, if a website is vulnerable to SQL injection or not by using a tool called SQL map. Uh, so I think the, the kid who, and the uh, and three or four group of people who have been actually accessing uh, uh, these links were using SQL map uh, to to find whether the particular link is vulnerable to SQL injection attack. So, and they found that the, 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 the link is vulnerable to SQL injection attack and then they started retrieving uh, the data from the database where uh, you know, the customer data is being stored. So it, 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 I think uh, uh, you know, I, I was actually looking into the postmortem uh, uh, of how the hack, ha hack has ha happened using the web server locks. So when I looked at the locks, it was it was really, you know, uh, it, it won't take much time to actually identify this. If you look at the right place, just go to Google, type a particular keyword to find the pages that actually interacts with the DB of an application, get those links, pass those links to SQL map and SQL map will try to find vulnerabilities in that particular link. If, if, if SQL injection is possible in that particular link, then you know, it has an option of uh, retrieving the data that is being stored by that particular application in the database. So when, when I was actually looking into the application and the real hack was happening, I, I can see uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the hacker was actually retrieving uh, the, uh, the data of 1.4 million uh, XXX customer data. Wow, that is quite huge. That is, uh, that is quite serious as well. But so yeah. you actually you were directly involved. Um, I mean, you as well. I mean, what you guys? No, I had left the organization by that time, and uh, it came in the news and money uh, because we were still in touch. Uh, he he mentioned about this, and um, it it was a very simple thing, as money mentioned that um, anyone can go into Google, and when you can use Google hacking is that uh, Google is very powerful in searching for pages. Uh, pages that are there which companies have forgotten because a lot of times even you know, testing websites they are exposed to the internet and sometimes what happens is you release a product but the testing website is still uh, uh, accessible from the internet uh, not by VPN just open uh, public internet and uh, wow. someone can actually uh, use that uh, test website to get inside a system and what money is describing is a very simple thing so Anyone without uh, enough knowledge about TalkTalk or its infrastructure, they just scan pages using Google. The only thing they use mm. is Google and then they would have gone onto a forum and they would have said, okay, how do I get inside a database? Because the database is where all the data is, data of the prices of the products that you're selling, the data of the customers, the login credentials, mm. etc. So it is quite simple. If you so I think the hacker mindset is basically uh, understanding systems. So that's why testing 
and hacking they are i mean uh, kind of similar uh, but uh, security testing is more mostly focused on exploiting a system whereas testing is just identifying the vulnerabilities and then telling it to a developer to go fix it so uh, money coming to that uh, you you talked about hacking attacking attacker hacker this all these things so is there a difference between security testing and hacking and we keep hearing about ethical hacking black hat white hat gray hat hacking i mean is is there a difference or is it all the same and can you talk a bit more about this oh yeah so yeah um, um usually you know traditionally hackers have been classified into white hat hackers gray hat and black hat hackers the guys who uh, does you know as i said who hack into who find vulnerabilities in microsoft products or find vulnerabilities in any of uh, the component or any of the software component that is being used across the globe and once he finds that vulnerability he exploits that vulnerability and 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 you know uh, does a ransomware attack uh, uh, across the systems that is being used uh, that is that is using the particular software which is vulnerable so these these type of attacks are are usually carried out by black hat hackers so they they have a motive of uh, either uh, you know creating creating a, a bad impression about the company or or, or to uh, uh, to, to take revenge from people to take revenge i think um is one yeah, of the most yeah to take revenge yeah yeah to take revenge yeah yeah so yeah i i i think yeah i have seen yeah even talk talk uh, having you know sometimes taken revenge as well because you know there are uh uh before before this hack has happened so talk talk was employing uh very design for protecting its infrastructure because they were getting 100 gigabits per second attack of uh, this rural denial of service attack uh, which actually took their servers off uh, from the internet so uh, people who does uh, 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 with a malicious intent of hacking into a system or you know, interrupting the service by a denial of service attack or uh, identifying vulnerabilities and exploiting those vulnerabilities without letting the vendor know about the vulnerability that is present in their product and we can classify them as black hat hackers purely you know uh, maybe uh, uh, we believe that uh, nsa have black hat hackers who know about many zero day vulnerabilities which they still use to exploit the systems and servers to gain access to sensitive data or to keep tracking people or to keep tracking governments yeah and when it comes to gray hat hackers so sometimes they do good work and sometimes they do malicious work so they they work for a company to protect the systems and sometimes they go and identify vulnerabilities hack into the applications and 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 deface application steal data and put it into the internet so yeah it's a combination of both black hat and white hat so white hat hackers and ethical hackers are you know are people who have been employed by the by the company by the organization to test uh, the security of their software the security of their networks okay interesting interesting so you have black hat it's like black box and white box testing right so black box <laughs> is you know nothing about the system and you're trying to <laughs> attack and white box is you know everything about the system uh, and you are and you are trying to attack it and then um, let the company yeah, know yeah yeah 
something yeah, similar yeah. it may not be the exact yeah something similar yeah something similar so uh, even you know companies uh, want to do a black uh, box testing so it's it's similar to a, a you know an attacker approach so in in terms of black box testing so the security consultant is going to find all the ways to intrude into the company's website or application or network so yes to employ all the methodology of a black hat hacker in order to intrude into the system or access access the system or access the data of uh, the customers you know, who are part of a particular company yeah 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 so when it comes to white box testing the company provides you all the details and and you you'll have the login credentials of the application that you're going to test or you'll have access to the network that you're going to test for the vulnerabilities or for for the uh, security loopholes that have been present in the network on the application yes yeah. yeah quite quite interesting quite interesting so uh, when it comes to uh, i mean the hacker and the security testing uh, do companies have to follow certain standards to secure their internal things or is it just like random practices because you talked about security scanners or this and that but if a company wants to yeah. implement security are there any standards to follow like okay do this uh, don't do that yeah. uh, ensure this has yeah. happened ensure that has happened is there a framework which a company yeah. can follow without randomly yeah. patching their work yeah yeah there, there are actually frameworks that are there to uh, 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 help companies to adhere to and then make sure that you know these frameworks these frameworks are you know classified as certifications so that when they put these certifications in their uh, company's portal and, and and their website you know it builds a trust for them for their business that uh, they are certified uh, iso provider they are certified you know, pci uh, provider so uh, payment gateway provider so uh, it this actually gives confidence to the user who are who uses who are actually accessing these websites and 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 uh, making some transactions so uh, one such example that we can see is pci dss payment card industry data security standards so which actually says okay these are the list of things that you have to follow in order to adhere to pci dss standards for example if i'm a bank if i'm running a bank and 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 in order to get pci certified i have to adhere to all of the standards that are being mentioned by pci dss example one standard will be okay you have to have a vulnerability assessment carried out across your payment card network across your internal banking servers and applications and there should not be any critical or high or medium vulnerabilities that is open in any of these servers and applications so this is just one criteria similarly they will have uh, all the servers all the uh, application logs these logs have to be integrated into a single system and and for example if there is a zero day vulnerability that is found and and if it is being exploited there should be a mechanism to identify a particular pattern to identify the attack through the logs that have been collated uh, and then integrated into a single system so this is the, these are some of the standards that has to be adhered by any of the company you know the the, the qualified security assessor we call it as qsa who actually assess the company's system and software for pci dss compliant will look into all of these criteria and then say okay these criteria have been covered these criteria have been covered 
and and once once all the criteria have been met they will issue the certification and and they can put that okay they are pci dss compliant and all the transactions that have been done in their portal are safe and secure which actually gives confidence and build trust uh, among the customers to use their product okay okay so, so you have standards and you have testers who are testing everything but uh, i mean coming uh, to the testing because in the beginning you mentioned you have hardware that has a software interface and then you have uh, networks and you have uh, web application desktop mobile so are there uh, different tools for different uh, types of application because there is mobile desktop and uh, um, i mean um, web application they are all talking to the internet but they are just on a different device or a platform say on a android device on a windows device and uh, uh, google chrome or safari you can open the website and then the network itself like uh, suppose i'm uh, say i work for a bank and no one can access my bank but uh, that testing also has to be done right so to ensure that no one else from outside can access the bank so are there different tools yeah. for these things or they are similar yeah there are different tools for uh, each and every work that we do as a security consultant so when it comes to uh, a web application mobile application so uh, again both Uh, plays a very important role while doing our manual security testing and uh, when it comes to dynamic application security testing tool we can use web inspect uh, ibm app scan acuitics for identifying vulnerabilities uh, across the web applications and we can use uh, various source code analysis tools such as veracode checkmarks for the static or analyzer to identify vulnerabilities within the code that we write for these web applications and mobile applications so we never spoke about uh, uh, the the network how vulnerabilities can be found in the network oh, so as well as i i missed to add one more point so we, we can also use uh, uh, wasp dependency checker uh, which is an open source tool to identify vulnerabilities in open source components that are being used uh, by the project team to develop an application also we can use some of the commercial tools such as blackduck to identify vulnerabilities in open source components so we have covered uh, uh, source code analysis i have told about some of the tools uh, that can be used to do source code analysis and then i have told about some of the tools that can be used for open source acquisitions i mean uh, finding vulnerabilities uh, uh, in the libraries that have been used by the project whether it has some vulnerabilities or they are using the right version or the past version of uh, the open source project in their code to build the application so we have talked about black tech for that and we have talked about as dependency checker as well and we have talked about uh, uh, bug proxy in order to do a manual security testing and we have talked about uh, dynamic application security testing tools such as so uh, uh web inspect app scan ibm app scan acuitics even bug proxy pro version has a scanner inbuilt scanner which can be used as a dynamic application security testing tool to uh, you know automate certain uh attacks within the request that we actually intercept and the last one that we didn't speak so far is is the network so uh, all the applications that we develop is going to get hosted in the network it's very important to 
test the network and and the server yeah. where the application is going to run. So uh, uh, there are several uh, open source tools as well. One among them is OpenVast, which which can be used to identify uh, various uh, services running the server. Uh, which are exposed to the internet or which are not exposed to the internet and what are the services that has a vulnerability and what are the services that is not yet patched. Uh, some of some of the commercial tools are Qualys Vulnerability Scanner, Nessus Vulnerability Scanner. So when we run uh, 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 Qualys or Nessus or OpenVAS, for example, if there are 100 servers and when I have a mission, when I have a Qualys vulnerability scanner installed in the mission, I connect, get connected to the internet, uh, sorry, to the network. And if I wanted to scan all the 100 systems, I can just give a range of IP addresses for those 100 systems. So what Qualys does is it will just look into all these 100 systems and then it will try to identify what are the open services, uh, open ports that are there in these uh, Servers and once it has identified, uh, yeah, sorry. What is the name? Sorry, did you say Qualys or um... Qualys Vulnerability Scanner or Nessus Vulnerability Scanner or Open VAS? Yeah. So, ah, okay. uh, Open is an open source product. Nessus and Qualys are paid tools, and Nessus, I think, it offers. Uh, it allows you to scan sixteen IP addresses for free. So right. when. when when you run across uh, uh, hundred servers, uh, what Nessus or Qualys does is it will look into uh, each server and then it tries to identify the open ports in in these servers. So once it identifies a open uh, servers, for example, if it has identified eighty port eighty is open, port four four three is open, port twenty two is open. So when it comes to port eighty, it does HTTP. So it will look for the various services that has been running in the port in the port 80. There may be some web server that will be running. There may be a vulnerable JBoss server that will be running. So based on the header that is being responded by the server, it looks for the possible and known exploits that is present in its uh, in its DB and then try to use that exploit in order to uh, see whether it can exploit that particular server that is open. Yeah, because our right. application has to be hosted in an application server. It may be JBoss or it may be Tomcat or it may be WebSphere or it can be anything. So so it's very important to have a passed version of uh, application server and, and passed version of uh, the operating system which actually hosts that application server. For example, if, if we have SSH uh, uh, enabled in, in our uh, web server and, and, and the, the, the version of the SSH that is running in the server is vulnerable and, and, and Nessus will help us to find out you now if that particular vulnerability can be exploited with the help of its known exploits that are available in its DB. Right, right, right. It's actually very so, interesting to to find yeah. out about all of this. I mean, there's yeah. so many yeah. things to actually know that I didn't know about. Yeah. So if I now want to, you know, uh, like learn a little bit more or practice, I mean, is there is there any like places where I can sort of, you know, learn more or practice well, ethical hacking, not just hacking, but yeah, is is there like places where I can go, like websites and stuff? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, uh, what I recommend is, uh, you know, as, as a, a, a new uh, uh, person to security, the, the best thing to start with is uh, uh, first learn about basics of network. Uh, learn about uh, the seven layers, seven ISO layer, and see how the data is being transmitted from application to physical layer and to the other side of the system. And then uh, have a uh, Wireshark installed in your system and then see the traffic that is flowing from your system to to the target server and then see how HTTP handshake works and how SSL handshake works. So these are some of the basics that anyone should learn before actually getting into security. And then when it comes to application security, uh, you know, the most important thing is uh, to have a little bit of uh, development experience. For example, you know, it's, it's very simple. It, it, it's not rocket science. So uh, any developer who thinks, you know, security is hard is because they, uh, they think that you, know, you should have a very expert knowledge or, you know, uh, in order to do security testing or in order to do a penetration testing of an application. So it, it's very simple. So you write a code to get the data. For example, you just write a form, uh, write a code to, uh, you know, uh, 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 write a code to uh, get uh, details about a user and then store the data into 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 the database and then give them the login credentials so the user can go to the login page and then put their credentials and then access the data whatever they have submitted earlier so if you can create a very simple application like this so it's it's you know you can perform many of the attacks that uh, I have actually been telling uh, in this session. I mean, I didn't get into the attack details, but uh, uh, you know, you can actually uh, learn many of the security attacks that 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 is common across the applications. For example, you you have a registration form and login page. This is going to be common in any of the application or any of the products that you're going to use, either it's Amazon or Netflix or yeah, anything. So 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 when when you when you uh, uh, build a similar application and you know when once you know the technology you can see what are the vulnerabilities that is possible in the registration page and what are the vulnerabilities that is possible in the login page and what are the vulnerabilities that is possible once you go to your profile and what are the vulnerabilities that is possible when you update your profile or view your profile or change your password of your profile etc right 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 okay that okay. is that is um, quite eye-opening for me yeah, quite insightful. Thank you for all of that. So now, um, you know, I've now I have the knowledge of what what I need to start with if I if I wanted to get into cybersecurity. But then, um, what kind of certificate? I mean, is there any certification? I mean, wh how do I establish myself as a as a someone who knows? I mean, of course, I need to. I should be certified to show that I I have the knowledge. What kind of certification yeah. are there? Uh. There are certifications from Pentester Academy. There are certifications from Comptia. There are certifications from Offensive Security. So, uh, yeah, Comptia, some of the yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned Comptia because um, um, when I was a teenager, my dad sent me to, you know, some um, like computer course. And at that time, in you know, late '90s, it was. It was a very new, no, not many people knew about it, and I, I very much enjoyed it. And um, 
maybe I should have, you know, as a teenager, maybe I should have tried something, uh, something a bit more adventurous. But no, I, I did a course with Compshia. I have that certification as well. That was my first computing certification. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. that's that's actually, <laughs> I'm 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 you know fascinated to know that yeah. they're still they're still actually uh, you know going on. Yeah. Yeah. So certifications such as uh, you know uh, certifications provided by Pentester Academy, uh, Offensive Security, uh, are more of hands-on. So, for example. Uh, uh, they uh, host uh, 20 servers in their network and they give you a VPN access to their server and you try to identify vulnerabilities in each and every system. So there are going to be known vulnerabilities. So for example, they they might have hosted a J vulnerable JBus version and where you will try to find uh, uh, the vulnerable JBus version by using, you know, they, they won't allow you to use Nessus or Qualys. Um, and if you use any of them, they are going to disqualify you in the exam. So you have to use a uh, tool called NMAP, uh, which is used to scan the ports that are open in a server. So uh, using this, these tools, you will try to find the open ports and open services. Once you found all the open ports and open services, uh, you'll see that, okay, this particular port is running uh, this particular server. Example, this particular port is 8080 is running Tomcat of this version. So, okay, I'll just go to the internet and then see what are the vulnerabilities that are there for this particular version of the server. And then you will try to download those exploits, either from exploit DB or you'll use Metasploit to use any of the exploits to try exploiting that particular servers. So this is how the certification program works with Pentester Academy or Offensive Security. So you have to uh, use uh, a vast range of tools to identify the services that are open and then use the, uh, uh, the exploits that are already existing in the internet to uh, exploit a particular vulnerability and gain access to the system and then elevate your, you will not have access to the particular system once you hacked into it. You will not have a complete access to their server. So in order to elevate your privileges, you have to find uh, vulnerabilities that allows you to elevate your privileges from your know, local user to an admin user. So this is how the certification program works with Pentester Academy or Offensive Security. It's going to be quite rigorous and intense if you are going to take it. and and and. You know, it's it's a good start to learn you know, when it comes to security. Uh, okay, so uh, what you described is actually the security uh, testing process itself, Bunny, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you first uh, scan all the ports on a server and then try to identify all the software installed and if there is any port which is open, which is telling us about uh, the application that is hosted on the port, once you identify the application, you identify the version, then you search for a vulnerability from exploit DB or whatever framework or tool you're using, then you exploit it. And then, uh, then once you exploit the vulnerability, you get inside the system. So suppose it's a database or any machine and uh, then you're trying to collect all the information about the system, what is the operating system, what, what are the user set and what are the processes which are running. And then I think yeah. you escalate your privilege. You try to gather all the information and you see if you can, once you are inside the system, can you become an admin person, right? And once you once yeah, you yeah. Uh, get the privilege escalation, then I think uh, you control the system. 
you are the god of the system now yeah yeah, yeah. that's true yeah yeah okay so uh, i think uh, this covers a lot about security testing and thank you so much uh, money for your time i think um, we covered a lot of stuff right from um, security why we need security what are the tools that are needed in security the standards that a company needs to follow uh, the different types of security tools that are available in the market paid and commercial and the kind of certifications uh, that a person can do in order to get certified um, in security testing and then also the security testing process etc etc so i think uh, this was quite useful and thank you so much money again for your time um, any any last thoughts or anything you want to share with our audience um you know for uh it it is gentle to everyone so any site that you use any site that you access keep for uh, an eye on the url and, and the name of the website that you use uh, double checking the name of uh, the url that you access and use and see whether uh, uh, you know yeah Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's I have experienced that actually firsthand. I mean, you know, a, a website that looks like Amazon, but it might not be Amazon at all. And then you enter yeah. your login details, and that's it. That's it. So, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, another advice is, you know, it's I have seen some people, you know, who have been checking whether their card details have been uh, hacked or not by using some utilities like. Or, yeah that is available on the internet which actually asks you to enter your card number expiry date and then the cva number <laughs> and you think that okay it's going to check whether your card has been hacked or not but at the end you are just going to lose your card details to the hacker yeah wow. don't use any software you know, to verify whether your user id and password have been hacked or whether your uh, um, card details have been hacked so don't ever use the use them you know there are some websites which are genuine to check whether your account details have been hacked probably i think it's it's entirely a new episode to talk about as well yeah definitely definitely <laughs> absolutely yes this was this was very intriguing and insightful for me i've learned so many things thank you very much money for all the all the knowledge yeah uh, Thank, thank you so much, guys, for giving me an opportunity to you know, interact with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for those of us who are watching us right now, um, please let us know how you um, uh, did you like this video or not, and share your comments and do subscribe to our channel for more interesting talks. Uh, Money, uh, uh, it's it's a privilege for us because you are our first guest on this show, uh, and uh, I hope uh, we can talk. Uh, in detail about uh, security testing um, in the near future yeah. but for now i think uh, we have to say goodbye uh, so thank you so much to all our listeners and viewers and uh, uh, any any last words rinath from you no 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 this is this is i mean a lot to absorb already thank you very much money it was pleasure to um, get you here today um, and uh, yeah thank you everyone so yeah bye bye